This season is going by fast. The trade deadline has passed. The pack made no moves, which hopefully proves Rogers' targets will blast. Welcome to the Mishpo. Alright, as um, you can probably tell, I upgraded the um, audio quality of this episode. Um, so I guess that's the business for this episode. I had originally written down that there was no business, but um, I guess you could say that's a bit of business. Um, yeah, I got a new mic. Actually, I got a mic because what I used before was the headset that I use when I'm playing video games and whatnot. Um, so that's uh, that's that. It's um, you know, this is the first time I've ever bought like a microphone, so hopefully it works well. And, um, yeah, so that, uh, is that, um, let's get into this, uh, beer real quick. Oh, yeah. All right, so, um, yeah, um, let's get into a bit of a business, or sorry, we just did business, uh, we'll get into the transactions then, um, Adam traded Emmanuel Sanders to Lincoln for T.Y. Hilton, um, full disclosure, Lincoln did actually ask for my advice uh, on this trade, um, uh, last week I think it was maybe. So I, I guess had not, I, you know, I kind of told him, I, I gave him the advice to make this trade. Um, I don't know if he would have made it without that advice, um, but he did. Uh, so, uh, so you could probably guess if I was involved in this trade, I would probably prefer Sanders because um, I advised him to make the trade, uh, especially with Michael Thomas had, has been out, but it, he practiced today. Um, I'm recording this Wednesday afternoon. Um, Michael Thomas practiced today, so, you know, when he comes back, obviously Emmanuel Sanders will drop down to be the number two wide receiver on the team, but, you know, with a quarterback like Drew Brees, you can still get a good amount of production, um, that way. So, um, both wideouts, personally, in my opinion, have been a bit disappointing this year, uh, with T.Y. especially being disappointing, uh, over the last couple years. Um, I think I saw a stat earlier in the year that um, ever since Andrew Luck retired, T.Y. hasn't gone over like 87 yards receiving or something like that, um, which, you know, for being a receiver as talented as him, supposedly, I guess, maybe not, but, um, you know, that's not really what you want, so uh, not uh, not super great for T.Y., um, but yeah, I say overall Lincoln won this trade, but I personally don't expect anything uh, uh, crazy in terms of production from either player, uh, for the rest of the season. Um, and then the second trade, Adam traded T.Y. Hilton and Wayne Gallman to Derek for Jamal Williams. So, um, I don't know if Adam was planning on flipping T.Y. right away after he made this trade. Um, but, uh, you know, he did. So, um, 
for this week, though, uh, this trade will definitely favor for Derek because uh, Jamal Williams will not be playing. Um, it seems if the game is on Thursday, but, you know, the 49ers, they had some positive COVID tests today, so they might postpone it to Sunday, which means uh, there's a chance, I guess, Aaron, uh, not, well, I guess there's a chance Aaron Jones can play if it's, um, I guess, even tomorrow, Thursday, today, for when you're listening, maybe. Um, but for for Jamal as well, um, I guess A.J. Dillon potentially too, maybe. Um, uh, but after this week, um, Aaron Jones, even if, you know, if he doesn't play this week, I, it's very likely he could uh, play uh, the upcoming weeks uh, next week, uh, which obviously would greatly reduce Jamal's usage. Um, however, uh, Gallman, if you take out the last two weeks of, of his season where he scored a touchdown in each of the games, putting him around 13 points each game or something like that, um, he did not surpass four and a half points in any of those matchups prior to the ones two prior to this. Um, and uh, throughout the season, Jamal Williams, he surpassed four and a half points um, every time except for two games. And that's games that also were involving Aaron Jones. So, um, uh, I kind of already gave my thoughts on T.Y. He, you know, could get maybe 10 points a week. Um, but I'm not really banking on him being a starter. Um, in terms of fantasy, obviously he starts for the Colts at right receiver. But, um, overall I'd say Adam won this trade. He's got, um, you know, when I wrote this up, I didn't realize he had Aaron Jones on his team as well. So he's got that handcuff, I'd say. And, I mean, Jamal Williams could be a viable start, um, depending uh, on the matchup, I guess, even if Aaron Jones is in there. So, if it was me, I would uh, have, um, I would I would say, and I guess I am me, uh, I'm going to say this term, or this trade in the long term will favor Adam. Next, for game recaps, this week was a very strange week. We had a lot of teams right around that 90 to 100 point uh, mark. Um, and, uh, this first matchup, Michael and me, is no different. Um, you know, it was looking, you know, pretty promising for me right out of the gates, and then the, the three o'clock games hit, and I'm like, this doesn't look too good, because he had Jimmy, Jimmy Garoppolo and George Kittle, um, left in those two, uh, in that three o'clock game, and, you know, those guys can put up some serious numbers. However, very extremely unfortunate for Michael. Both of them left with injuries, and both of them are currently on the IR. Um, so between the two of them, they scored nine, ten points, nine points, something like that. Uh, so I kind of lucked out there. Uh, and, you know, the Eagles defense tried to make it, uh, they definitely made it scary for me, getting that stupid uh, scoop and score at the end of the game or near the end of the game on, uh, what is that, Sunday? Um, definitely was not a scoop and score. That guy was down for sure, um, but uh, I was able to pull it out. Um, final score for this game was 98.86 to 94.06. A uh, fairly close game. However, this next matchup, easily the closest matchup of the season. Um, we've got the matchup between Adam and Caleb. This game, much like uh, Michael and mine, also came down to that Sunday night game. Uh, maybe, actually, no, it came down to Monday night, I believe. Um, man, this one was 
rough loss. I'm just going to jump right to it. Uh, the difference in points here is 0.12. And this is the second time this season, at least, that Caleb has lost a very, very, very close matchup. Um, final score of this one, Caleb, 117.34 to 117.22. Caleb lost that one. So quite close. Next, another matchup where both teams scored in the 90s was Tikorn versus Macy. Um, this one was, uh, like I said, quite close as both teams scored in the 90s. Um, it is not as close. Uh, it's about as close. I'd have to do some math to see if it's closer than Michael and mine, but definitely not closer than, than Adam and, and uh, Caleb. Um some solid performances from uh, Herbert, 23.22. Not not super great, but, you know, pretty solid. Uh, Keenan Allen got 21.7. That's a pretty nice stack for you there, T-Corn. Um, and he had some pretty nice outfit, too, uh, from other teams or other positions for you. Um, on the other hand, some uh, some decent performances for from Aces guys, uh, 20.7 from Julio. But, um, you know, in the end here, uh, T-Corn beat Macy 97.22 to 93.34. The next matchup, uh, the highest scoring matchup of the week, um, it is Lincoln versus Fiala. Uh, this game was the, of the matchups ta I've talked about so far, the least close, mat least closest matchup. Um, yeah, I mean, Patrick Mahomes did Patrick Mahomes things. Alvin Kamara did Alvin Kamara things. And then there's DK, who last week not super great, but this week put up 40.1. Um, given a lot of a run for his money in terms of high points, obviously no 50 points for there. But, um, you know, those receivers in Seattle really benefit from Russ cooking. On the other side, Gio Bernard did pretty well for, uh, for Fiala, getting 22.8. And uh, you got 16.1 from Jared Cook and then 21 from the Steelers defense. But um, other than that, uh, nothing too much. Uh, super exciting. Um, in the end, uh, Lincoln beat Fiala 138.44 to 119.02. And Lincoln uh, scored the highest points on the week. Um, so congratulations, Lincoln. You want a beer. Speaking of beer, I'm going to take a quick sip of my beer. You know, I was a bit tired um, after work today, uh, and, you know, I had to record this. So, right now it's exactly 3 o'clock. It literally just turned as I looked at the clock. I got down at work at 2, so I kind of chilled on the couch for like an hour, 45 minutes. Um, considered doing a beer do, uh, but uh, I was awake enough for for, not, for that not to have to be done. Um, obviously, I would still consider doing it if I was still tired, but I have woken up quite a bit. So, um, and I understand that some of you don't know what a beer do is, um, so I guess, uh, you'll just have to do one to find out which, uh, you'll have to obviously be with me or someone I guess that does know, like, uh, T-Corn or Brian. Um, I don't know if anyone else knows, but I enjoyed it. Anyway, State's Farm versus Sam. Um, this one is pretty... No, this is not the biggest blowout of the week. Um, but both teams scored above 100 points, which is something that you can only say about, uh, what, two matchups? 
on this week. So, uh, three matchups on this week. Uh, so, good on you, boys. Uh, you, you put up a good number of points. Um, but one of you's got to lose. So, uh, you know, Lamar Jackson over on State's side. Um, he's been not been playing Lamar Jackson-like this season. Uh, today, or last week, he only scored 13.82. But then there's DJ Dallas, who scored 22.8. Tyler Boyd, 19.6. Devontae Adams has just been crushing. 30.3 points for him. On the other side of the ball, uh, Derek Carr did not do very well. 11.58. Derek Henry did, you know, not as well as you would have hoped from Derek Henry based off of how well he's been doing this season. Uh, he scored 17.2. And then Corey Davis got you 26.8. Um, T. Higgins got you 14.4. So all around... Um, Nothing too bad, uh, especially for this week, where a lot of teams didn't do super great. But um, in the end, State Farm ended up winning 129.62 to 104.28. Next, we've got Bruce versus Colin, another close matchup. Um, not in the 90s for both teams, but almost. Uh, this one, uh, it was... I think kind of down to Sunday night. I don't know. I didn't really follow it too much, but um, you know, it kind of follows the trend of great of you know historically or you know the season at least good quarterbacks uh, not performing well. In this matchup, we had Josh Allen thirteen point four six, and then Ben Roethlisberger fourteen point eight two. So not super great. And then I mean, just looking through the uh, the lines here, you had good performances from Tyreek twenty five point eight. And uh, the Colts defense, 17 for Bruce. And then Kelsey, 24.9 um, for uh, for Colin there. But uh, uh, despite it being low scoring, Colin just couldn't get enough points. Uh, ended up losing to Bruce 100.46 to 93.48. Next, we've got Derek. Well, finally, we've got the last matchup. we got Derek versus Brian. Uh, this one was the biggest blowout of the week. Uh it was, a, I mean, honestly, a bit surprising to me. Um, I mean, you had some good performances from Rodgers, 21.54. Uh, and, I mean, to be honest, just looking at the rest of your team, Brian, not super great. Uh, suck up for Derek had 15, his kicker. And uh, 18.2, Jamal Williams. Um, uh, you got 19.8 from Travis Fulgham. He's he's grown into a pretty stud wide receiver, um, but uh, wasn't it last week that there was a matchup where both defenses scored negative points? Or, no, no, no. Last week there was two position players that scored negative points. I'm like, the only time that would ever happen is if probably um, is if it was two defenses that sucked. Which is the example uh, for this matchup. The Titans defense got negative one, and the 49ers defense got negative two, so it's two weeks in a row, and I think I think that was Derek last week, too, that uh, had negative something from, was it maybe Jarek McKinnon, or so, so I can't remember who had, maybe that was Adam. I don't know. Anyway, final score for this matchup, 119.84 to 65.14. So Derek got the, uh, I would say, upset victory there. All right, next we will be moving on to the power rankings. Um, number 14, we've got Michael. Um, you lost this past week to me, uh, so you're the only team with one win now. Uh, one of us was bound to win, so, and I just got lucky. I, I honestly got real lucky, um, but, hey, that's fantasy. 
you do go up against a pretty decent opponent next week. So we'll see if you can uh, turn things around. Hopefully you get Michael Thomas back. So, yeah, that's Michael at 14. Um, number 13, despite my winning, I'm still obviously one of the worst teams in the league this season uh, so far. I've got myself, obviously, at 13. Um, I beat Michael. And um, I'm going up against an opponent that next, uh, last week I scored more points than, so I'm hoping I can do that again. Uh, pretty decent opponent, I think. But... Um, Definitely a matchup I could potentially win. Number 12, we've got Derek. Uh, pretty solid point put out for Derek this past week. Uh, you were third, I think, in points this week. Yeah, you were third, Derek. So maybe you can keep it up again next week. Uh, you go up against an hard opponent. Um, so we'll see if you can uh, keep it rolling. Number 11, we've got Caleb. Um you, again, suffered a pretty brutal loss uh, this past week. Um, sadly, that's not the first time I've said that this season. That's quite rough for you, Caleb. Uh, yeah, I mean, if things could have been a bit differently for you, you could be sitting at 5-3 and three right now. Instead, you're at 3-5. and five, So, you uh, go up against a decent-ish opponent. Uh, but, uh, I guess we'll see how things go with, uh, with, yeah, this upcoming week. Number 10, we've got Sam. Um, you lost to State Farm this past week, uh, and it was decently close, if I remember correctly. Yeah, no, it wasn't. So, um, and you go up against a, on a team that I think you can, you can probably win. Uh, but, uh, you know, it's fantasy, so I guess we'll see what happens. Number nine, we've got Macy. Uh, you had a close loss to T-Corn. Um, and your opponent this upcoming week is uh, ranked lower than you. But, you know, like I said, it's fantasy and anything can happen. So Macy is at number nine. Number eight, we've got Brian. Um, you lost to Derek in a pretty brutal way. He um, put up a solid, what, 60 more points than you almost. So... Uh, you go up against a tougher opponent this upcoming week, uh, so hopefully you can turn things around and um, see uh, see if you can bounce back here. Number seven, we've got T-Corn. Uh, you beat Macy this past week, but uh, your opponent next week, or this upcoming week, is uh, pretty decent, so we'll see if you can, um, if you can keep it going. Uh, so that's seven, number seven, T-Corn. Number six, we've got Alex Fiala. Um, you lost to Lincoln. Uh, you did put up a good number of points. You would have beaten most teams this week, but you just happened to go up against the team that scored the most points on the week. Um, uh, you go up against pretty solid opponent. Both you and your opponent have been slipping a lot, uh, a little bit lately after you guys' hot start. Um, so we'll see if you can bounce back and get yourself a victory. Number five, we've got Adam. Um, you scored you scored a pretty solid amount of points. Like I said, would have, would have beaten most teams, and uh, you just barely edged out Caleb. Um, so, and I believe you may have had a close or uh, close win last week too, if I'm not uh, mistaken. Let's see, I'm looking at it right now. Oh uh, yeah, pretty close. You won by about ten points last week. So, you just like keeping things close, I guess. Um, Go up a decent opponent next week, so we'll see if you can uh, keep going. 
Uh, number four, we've got Lincoln. Uh, as I mentioned earlier, twice actually now, you scored the most points last week, um, beating Fiala. And you do go up against a pretty decent opponent. I mean, like, I feel like I keep saying that for a lot of these teams, but I mean, it, it really is true. All of these teams, uh, depending on who they play, well, most of them, I guess, one team's got to score the lowest amount of points, but pretty much every team has a chance to win every week. So uh, you've definitely got a chance to win this week. Uh, number three, we've got Colin. Uh, you lost to Bruce, and as I've said <laughs> before, against uh, matchups with Bruce involved, um, he's undefeated, so he's literally beaten everybody he's played. Uh, so, uh, yeah, next week you go up against a pretty decent opponent. And um, so let's see if you can rebound. Um, so Colin at three. Number two, we've got State Farm. You um you pretty decently beat uh Sam last week. Um and but you you arguably have one of the tougher matchups this upcoming week. I you know, a bit of step above a, of the decent opponent uh status, so we'll see how you can do. Which brings us to number one. Um Bruce, you beat Colin last week, uh moving yourself to what, uh eight and on the season. So we'll um We'll see if you can uh, keep that winning streak going against a, you know, very formidable opponent this upcoming week. So that is Bruce at number one. Alrighty. Now it's time to move on to this week's matchup preview. Um, first up, we've got me versus Macy. Uh, quick little note about this matchup. I literally couple minutes ago, as of recording of this, got alert that um, Matt Stafford has been placed on the COVID list. So that's real, real good for me, considering my other quarterbacks on a bye. And Stafford had a pretty decent matchup uh, this week. Um, not, not really sure what I'm going to do, but uh, I shall I shall go on. Um, which moves on to our key players. Uh, for me, I've got Josh Jacobs, who I really, really liked coming into the season. He's still the number 11 running back on the on the season, but um, he's not producing the way that I hoped he would. Um, he's going up against the Chargers defense, who's uh, pretty solid. Um, hopefully, uh, he can produce for me, though, this week. Uh, number two key player for myself is Jonathan Taylor, another running back that um, a couple weeks you know, into the season once he got the starting job, uh, I really, really liked. So um, he is going up against a uh, Baltimore defense who has been very good this whole season. So tough matchups for my running backs, but... Uh, I'm thinking they can get the job done, hopefully. JT actually is also a bit banged up. Um, so hopefully he can recover and can come out there and perform for me. Macy, key players. We've got Rex Burkhead. Um, he's been not doing super-duper great this past couple weeks um, with scores of 1.4, 7.7, and 4.1, respectively, in the last three weeks. Um Obviously, he did have that one stellar week where he scored nearly 35 points. But uh, he is, fortunately for you, going up against the New York Jets, who obviously we know suck. And that game is probably going to not be very close um, in terms of, you know, the Patriots are probably going to handily win here, uh, assumingly. 
which means uh, that'll get some more running work for, for, for Rex Head there. So maybe he'll perform well for you. Another key player from AC, we've got Stefan Diggs, who last week, and he actually did go up against New England and scored 15-20, uh, which is uh, pretty decent. Um, I believe Gilmore was out, though, so that you know could be a bit deceiving uh, in terms of the Patriots' defense. Um, but he's going up against the Seattle Seahawks, and they, as much as they love scoring points, they also love giving points away. So he's poised to have a pretty solid game. Um, despite all that, I'm going to give myself the victory for this matchup. Um, you know, it worked last week, and it worked week one, so we're hoping that it keeps going for me. Next matchup, we've got Michael versus Sam. Uh, key players for Michael, we've got Kirk Cousins going up against Detroit. Um, on the season, he's, uh, alright, just outside QB2 territory. Uh, last week, he did not great against the Packers. Um, but it was a bit windy that day, um, so, you know, can't blame all of that on him, um, but, uh, yeah, and then another key player from Michael, we've got Michael Thomas, hasn't seen the field since week one, um, so we'll see if he can return, uh, and maybe hopefully he won't punch anyone, so he can actually return to the field. Um, if he plays, he could be a game changer for you there, Michael, but, uh, yeah, Michael, Michael, uh, Michael. Uh, Sam, key players, we've got Ronald Jones, who did not do great last week. Uh, put up 5.6 points. Um, he fumbled early in that game, I believe. It may have been early. I don't remember if it was early. Don't know if it was early. Um, but he fumbled nonetheless, which um, caused Bruce Arians to take him out of the game and gave a lot more carries to Leonard Fournette. So, you know... Cough up that ball, you lose that uh, you lose that starting spot for that game. So we'll see how he can turn things around this matchup. And then we've got Robbie Anderson. Um, he did for you know how well he's been playing this season. Not super great last week against the Falcons, who is a defense as I've mentioned before, will uh, very happily give points up to the opponent. Um, but yeah, he only scored nine point eight points against them. He goes up against the Chiefs this week, who is a bit better of a defense. Um, so we'll see if he can turn things around for you. Um, matchup winner for this one is Michael for my, my, my pick. Next, we've got Caleb versus Derek. Uh, for key players here for Caleb, uh, Drew Brees, who I think last, well, this season he's been, uh, not as great as you would have hoped, I'm sure. And last week he did pretty decent, uh, Got 18.6, you're probably hoping for more, but it was a Chicago's Bear defense, and they've got a pretty good defense. Um, going against the, the Buccaneers this week on primetime Sunday night, uh, they are a pretty solid defense as well, so we'll see if, if he can uh, turn things around. Next uh, key player for Caleb is Devin Singletary, who uh, has been a bit disappointing this, this season. Um, after, you know, ending the season last year, I thought pretty well. Um, he did not do great last week against New England, 10.2, but it's not terrible, um, considering how good their defense is. And this week he's got Seattle, who, as I mentioned before, likes to give up points. Um, 
and so we'll see if uh, he can be utilized and score some decent points for you in that in that matchup. Next, Derek, key players here. First up, we've got Cam Newton. Uh, last week, he bounced back a bit from his 2.82 the week prior, scoring 17.36. And as I mentioned before, he's got the New York Jets, who suck. So hopefully um, he can uh, perform for you. And then another key player is Marvin Jones, who is maybe possibly without his quarterback uh, for this matchup in, in, in uh, Stafford. Um, but he's going up against the Vikings, who likes to give out those air yards. Um, I think they actually like to give out all the types of yards. But I think air yards is their specialty. He scored twice last week, scoring 18.9, which I think is a season high. Um, let me just check here. Yeah, that's a season high he scored last week. So we'll see if he can um, at least come close to duplicating that for you this week. Um, but uh, for my winner here for this matchup, I've got Caleb as that winner. Next, we've got T-Corn versus Adam. Key player here for T-Corn, we've got Chase Edmonds, who is going up against a surprisingly good uh, Miami Dolphins defense, uh, just based off of how the, how they were last year. They had some key pieces in the offseason, um, so they're much improved. And with Kenyon Drake now injured, um, he's going to be the lead back, so we'll see how well he can perform um, on his own. And then we've got TJ Hawkinson, another key player. Uh, he's been doing pretty well last week, uh, last couple weeks, scoring 16.9 and 13.5 in the last two weeks. And this week he's got Minnesota, who, as I've mentioned before, is not that great at uh, containing the pass. So we'll see how well he can perform if he can keep his hot streak going. Then we've got Jarek McKinnon, a uh, key player for Adam. Um, decent last week, 13.9, and he's going up against the Packers this week, who is the um, worst team in terms of giving up run points in all of the NFL. The next closest, I believe, has played one more game than the Packers because the Packers had a bye, and the Packers are still worse in terms of total points. So as much as I love the Packers, obviously, as a Packer fan, I will openly admit their run defense sucks, and if you watched the game um, last week against the Vikings, that was very evident. Um, so, yeah, Jarek McKinnon is poised to have at least a decent game, if not a great game, against the Packers. Which brings us to another key player uh, for, for Adam here, uh, Michael Evans, who last week he scored 16.5. Um, but had he not scored a touchdown in that matchup, um, you know, that might have not, you know, been a great fantasy day for him. Um, he's going up against the Saints, who they do have a pretty decent defense. And um, so we'll see how well he can perform, uh, especially now that AB is in town and they're going to try to get him some targets. So they spread the ball around a bit more. Um for this matchup, I've got my winner being T-Corn. Next matchup, we've got Fiala versus Brian. Uh, key players here for Fiala. Uh, we've got Le'Veon Bell, who last week uh, did not do super great. He scored a 5.8, which is not what you want um, if you're Le'Veon Bell on the Chiefs. Uh, going up against Carolina, who likes to give up points. Um, so hopefully he can perform well for you. 
And then we've got Calvin Ridley, who I think he's actually a bit injured right now. He's questionable this week uh, going up against Denver. Uh, only 7.2 points last week against Carolina. Um, it says he's day-to-day with a foot sprain. Um, he didn't practice Wednesday, so we'll see how how his condition is come Sunday and if he he's able to play. Which brings us to Brian, uh, Clyde Edwards-Alaire, uh, key player, which is, I'll get to a bit of a fun little fun here thing here um but uh not as good as you would have hoped for him uh coming into the season putting up 6.8 or 6.1 points last week against the Jets um and much like Le'Veon Bell because they're on the same team he's going up against Carolina who you know he could score some decent amount of points against them so we'll see how that goes for him and then we've got Justin Jefferson for Brian as well. Uh, last week, he put up 5.6 against the Packers. Not super great, but again, there was wind to factor into that. Um, but he's going up against Detroit this week, and, you know, their defense is not good. So uh, he's poised, I think, for a bounce back. And the interesting thing that I was hinting at earlier, um, for the two running backs starting for each team in this matchup for... Uh, for Fiala, it's Le'Veon Bell and Philip Lindsay. Uh, and the other side, we've got Brian's running backs, Clyde Edwards-Alaire and Melvin Gordon. So you got the backups on one side, the starters on the other. And then if you, just a little bit more of an interesting thing, you've got Hopkins for Fiala and Will Fuller for, for Brian, who used to be teammates. So, um, you know, kind of interesting there. Uh, yeah, uh, winner for this one, I've got Brian. Uh, yeah. Next, we've got State Farm versus Bruce, a key player here for State Farm. Uh, Lamar Jackson, mentioned him earlier, um, not been performing like you would hope Lamar Jackson to perform. Um, He only scored 13.82 points last week, and he goes up against a pretty tough Colts defense this week. So we'll see if he can uh, get a bounce-back performance against those Colts. And then you've got Juju Smith-Schuster. Um... Last week, he uh, put up a pretty decent 13.7. Not the best, but, um, you know, not the worst either. Uh, it goes up against Dallas this week, and they like to give points up to the receiver um, very much. So we'll see how well those guys can do. On the other side, you've got Josh Allen for Bruce. And uh, almost uh, much like... Um, Lamar, he did not do great, 13.46 points, but also, much like Juju Smith-Schuster, goes up against a pretty uh, generous defense in the Seattle Seahawks, so we'll see if he can bounce back, which brings us to another key player for Bruce, uh, Tyler Irvin, Uh, he is the possible starter for the Packers this week, um, assuming their game happens, Um, so... He is also a little bit injured, as a little maybe, but um, we'll see how well Irvin can do as the you know at least getting more more work than he has in the past. Maybe even you know a majority of the work from running backs. But um, for this matchup, I've got my upset pick being State Farm, which brings us to our last matchup of the week: Colin versus Lincoln. Uh, key players here for Colin. We've got Ezekiel Elliott, who, um, despite the number being the number four running back on the season, 
has not been doing well the last two weeks, scoring 6.1 and 8.3 respectively, uh, going up against the Steelers' defense, which is arguably the best in the NFL. Um, and he's uh, also questionable, according to my, my notes here. Uh, so we'll see how well Zeke can do this week. And then, speaking of the Steelers, uh, we've got a former Steeler here in Antonio Brown. He will be playing this week uh, for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers against the, uh, the new uh, New Orleans Saints. Um, he has not played football in over a year, and um, we'll see how well he can do. He's getting up there in age, um, but you do see older guys perform well in the NFL, so we'll see how well he can do. Um, don't really know what to expect from him, but um, he once was great, so we'll see if he can can reignite that spark. Which brings us to Lincoln's key players. Uh, we've got Frank Gore. Um, last week, he uh, scored three points against the Chiefs weeks, two weeks ago, scored six points against the Bills. And um, so basically that's just saying he's not great. Uh, I mean, that could just be a you know proponent of being on the Jets which it most likely is because Frank Gore is, you know, he's a, you know, really good running back, or was at least in his prime, um, and is going up against the Patriots, who is a good defense. So we'll see if he can get some production, um, which brings us to Lincoln's second key player, Adam Thielen, uh, who scored 5.7 points against the Packers last week. But as I mentioned, windy game, tough to throw the ball. And, you know, which is why I'm sure that Dalvin Cook was way more involved uh, than the other than the other targets on the field. Um, I'm expecting him to have a bounce-back game this week uh, against Detroit. So, we'll see if that comes true for Adam Thielen. And my winner for this matchup is a lock pick for Lincoln. So, that, um, that brings us to the end of this week's matchups. So now what I would like to do, um, since we just passed the trade deadline for the NFL, and um, we're about halfway through the fantasy season, I think it would be fun to reflect on some of the trades that happened um, this season so far. And when I say some, I mean I'm going to go through all of them and I'm going to, you know, just kind of give my thoughts. And I just, for this preparation, all I did was throw the trades in, in my sheet here. And I'm just going to go through them and just uh, talk out loud. So, I mean, I guess that's kind of the point of this. But basically what I'm saying is I didn't prepare too much. So, we're going to start with the first trade of the season. Week 1, Bruce traded Mike Williams and James Robinson to Colin for Nicole Hardman. So... Should Collins still had those have those players on his roster, easy win for him there. However, uh, as you all probably remember, immediately following this trade, uh, Collins dropped James Robinson, which Stave Hunt picked up, and uh, Mike Williams is currently on my team, so I can't remember how we got there. I'm pretty sure I just picked him up off waivers, so uh, Collins eventually dropped him as well. Um, However, Nicole Hardman has also not been doing super great. I believe he was on waivers and then added to a team, might be still on waivers now. Uh, but 
he's had some hot flashes uh, this season so far. Um, but, I mean, this trade, I guess, is more or less of a wash. Um, so, yeah, that was the first trade of the season. Week two, we had the uh, two trades, one by Fiala, actually both by Fiala, one to Lincoln, one to Derek. The one for uh, to Derek, he traded Malcolm Brown to Derek for Cam Akers. Um, don't know if those guys still have those players. I'm pretty sure both of them may be free agents uh, on the waivers. Um, all I know for sure is both of those guys have not, they've had, you know, good weeks here and there, but extremely inconsistent and usually not great. So that one is more or less a wash. And then Fiala traded Daryl Henderson to Lincoln for Le'Veon Bell. Lincoln still, or uh, Fiala still has Le'Veon Bell. And he's, you know, on the Chiefs now. So uh, hasn't been producing super, super great. But um, I'd, you know, like to have a Chiefs running back, uh, assuming they start. Um, and then Daryl Henderson's currently on my team. So um, for this one, I would say it's safe to say that Fiala won. Because uh, he's still got Le'Veon Bell, and you know, his early start to the season with them um, has not been great. But you know, he's only been there for a couple weeks. You just need to get acclimated potentially. Uh, I could still see him um, performing well for him. So for that trade, I'd say Fiala won. Moving on to week three, Bruce traded Mark Ingram to Derek for Zach Ertz. Um, Zach Ertz currently is injured, and I think he will be for at least five, six weeks. Maybe not even fantasy relevant anymore for this season. And Mark Ingram has also been dealing with injuries and some kind of poor play on the season so far. Um, so I would probably say this one's a wash as well. Uh, a lot of injuries this season, so um, not much you can really do about that. But yeah, I'd say that trade's probably overall just a wash. Next trade, Lincoln traded Cam Newton, Daryl Henderson, and Deontay Johnson to Derek for Tom Brady, Alvin Kamara, and Adam Thielen. Um, I don't know if Lincoln still has Tom Brady, but he definitely still has Alvin Kamara and Adam Thielen. Um, on the other hand, uh, Derek, I believe, still has Cam Newton. Uh, but I have Daryl Henderson and Deontay Johnson. So, um, I mean, at the time, I clearly said that Lincoln won this trade, and I still very heartily believe that. Um, even if Daryl Henderson and Deontay Johnson were on Kay uh, uh, Derek's team, um, I'd still probably say Lincoln won, but this trade easily goes to, to Lincoln. And the third trade of week three, oh, look at that, how that works. We had one trade week one, two trades week two, three, three trades week three. Third trade week three, I traded Miles Gaston to Bruce for Chris Herndon. Um, Chris Herndon has been nothing this season. Um, you know, it, it's probably just a component of being on the Jets, but at least Miles, Bruce got some decent usage out of Miles Gaston. He is injured right now for about three weeks. Um, but I would say Bruce definitely won this trade, and, you know, I'm okay with that. You know, you win some, you lose some, but, yeah, good on you, Bruce, for getting that trade. So Bruce definitely won that trade. Next, we go to week four. Uh, T-Corn traded Cortland Sutton and to Lincoln for Saquon Barkley. Obviously, that was more of a joke trade as both players are um, done for the season and were at the time, so obviously that one's a wash. 
Then we had Bruce. He traded Nikhil, Harry, and Philip Lindsay for uh, to Fiala for OBJ. Uh, well, I know eventually Bruce does trade away OBJ. Um, pretty sure Fiala has both of those players still. Um, so I guess I mean if you don't think about the future and what those players ended up doing in terms of other trades and just look at it on oh does Fiala still have Lindsay and Nikhil, or obviously OBJ is injured now, but does Bruce still have OBJ? Uh, I think the only relevant player currently on out of those two is Philip Lindsay, and he's, I think, still on Fiala's team. So just looking at that Fiala one, but if you do counter into the fact that Bruce was able to flip OBJ some weeks after that, the trade went down and got Tyler Lockett is uh, one of the trade pieces. Um, Bruce won that trade, so... There's basically two schools of thought here, um, but the school I'm going with, I'm going to say Bruce won that trade. And then the final trade of week four, Bruce traded Keelan Cole to Derek for Sammy Watkins. Um, Sammy Watkins has been injured for uh, the last couple weeks. Um, I don't know if he came back this week. Uh, I guess we can check real quick. Um, but Keelan Cole, uh, I don't think Derek still has Keelan Cole. He might, but... Um, uh, give me a second while we type this, these names out here. We'll just look up Watkins first. Sammy Watkins, um, is on Adam's team. Don't, maybe, probably a trade that got him there, but he's on Adam's team. And then Keelan Cole, uh, is on Derek's team still. So, I mean, I guess Derek won, but, you know, this is more or less of a wash trade. We're going to move on to week five, but first I'm going to get a sip of beer. A lot of talking makes your throat dry. All right. Uh, week five. Bruce traded Chris Thompson and Russell Gage to Colin for Adrian Peterson. Um, AP, I don't know if he's still on Bruce's team. Uh, he looks like he's on Fiala's team. So doesn't have him anymore. Chris Thompson. Uh... He has not been effective for quite a while. I believe Chris Thompson is a currently a free agent, and I believe Russell Gage is as well. Um, yeah, so uh, this one's a wash. Um, yeah, next we've got a three-way trade, the first of two so far this season. Um, I gave up Marvin Jones and Joe Burrow. Or sorry, I gave up Marvin Jones and got Joe Burrow. T-Corn gave up Todd Gurley and Mike Davis and got Keenan Allen and Daryl Henderson. And Derek gave up Joe Burrow, Keenan Thompson, or Keenan Thompson. Uh, Keenan Allen and Daryl Henderson got Marvin Jones, Todd Gurley, and Mike Davis. Um, Well, let's just go here. I have Joe Burrow still, and Marvin Jones has not been doing super great. Um, Lately, he, you know, as in when I said lately, I mean last week, he scored a lot. But overall... You know, I probably wouldn't have started Marvin Jones last week had I had him. And I have, you know, made some use out of Joe Burrow. So in terms for me, I'd say I'd say I did well. Uh, we're going to T-Corn. He gave up Todd Gurley, Mike Davis, and got Keenan Allen and Daryl Henderson. Uh, he definitely still has Keenan Allen. Um, he's been doing pretty well for him. And then uh, he used Daryl Henderson as trade uh, material in a subsequent trade. Um and Mike Davis has not been super doing super well. Todd Gurley, I believe, has been doing decently well. So, I mean, 
if it's it's just really kind of how you value these guys. It's pretty much Todd Gurley for Keenan Allen here. I don't know. I'd say T-Corn did pretty well on this trade. Uh, that moves us to Derek. He traded away Joe Burrow, Keenan Allen, and Daryl Henderson. Got Marvin Jones, Todd Gurley, and Mike Davis. Um, he still has Marvin Jones in his lineup currently. Uh, Todd Gurley does not have any more. And I don't think, I think, I honestly think T-Corn might have Mike Davis again. Um, Mike Davis, nope, Derek still has Mike Davis, so. But, um, I mean, if it were me, I'd rather have Henderson, Keenan Allen, or Burrow. And, I mean, Todd Gurley is pretty decent, but as I said, Derek doesn't have any more. Um, I don't know, Derek did all right, I guess, but obviously I'd prefer not to be on Derek's position for this trade, so. I mean, I would I'm not going to rank how well all of us did in this, but I'd say Tegan and I definitely won, and I'm not sure about Derek. I don't think he won that trade. Moving on, I traded Marquez Valdez-Scantling and KJ Hamler to Derek for Zach Pascal. Um, I don't have Zach Pascal anymore. He's a free agent. I don't remember. I'm pretty sure I just dropped him. I don't remember, but I don't have Zach Pascal. I'll, I remember I made this trade because I wanted to clear roster spots. Uh, KJ Hamler. Also a free agent, and I'm pretty sure Mark has valid scan. Oh yeah, he's also a free agent. So this trade's just a wash. All these guys are free agents now, um, so not uh, not a very exciting trade for that. Week six, I traded Chase Claypool and Dearness Johnson for D uh, to Derek for Deontay Johnson. Well, Dearness Johnson is a free agent, I believe. Um, Yep, he is a free agent, and I have both Claypool and Deontay. Um, I was, I, there was a subsequent trade that got me Chase Claypool, um, but, uh, I mean, just looking at that, I definitely won that, I'd say. Um, next, Adam traded Tyler Lockett and Evan Engram to Bruce for OBJ and Robert Tanyan, um, Setting this tight ends aside for a quick second here, OBJ is currently out for the rest of the season, um, which I think makes it pretty obvious that Bruce won this trade, having Tyler Lockett. And then if you just go tight ends, you know, I, I, I like Tunyon, um, but, I mean, I'm a Packers fan. And Evan Ingram, he's been a bit inconsistent. I mean, I guess so has Tunyon, but I don't know. If I had to pick one of these two tight ends, the passing offense, I'd say, is better for the Packers than the Giants. So I'd rather have Tunyon. Um, so, yeah, it was pretty shitty uh, that that OBJ tore his ACL. I believe it was the next week following this trade. And then also Tyler Lockett scored 50 points. So um, Bruce won this trade um, more or less because of injuries. But, you know. I would rather have, if if they were both healthy, healthy, I'd definitely rather have Lockett and Engram than OBJ Tunyon, but that's just me. Which moves us on to week seven, which there were no trades. So that moves us on to week eight. Um, Derek traded Brandon Cooks and Todd Gurley to State Farm for Hunter Henry and Antonio Gibson. Um, I believe Derek still has Hunter Henry. Yeah. But he does not have Antonio Gibson. And um, Todd Gurley and Brandon Cooks, they're pretty decent. So I'd say they, uh, State Farm won this trade. Then uh, we've got this nonsense of Teddy Bridgewater being traded to Sam for Derek Carr going to Derek. Um, they obviously reversed that trade after the games. And I've already covered this. Uh, that trade is a wash. And um, yeah. 
And then we've got another uh, three-way trade. It was T-Corn, me and Derek again. Um, I traded away Miles Sanders, Michael Gallup, and a 12th round pick for next year in exchange for Daryl Henderson, Chase Claypool, and T-Corn's 7th round pick for next year. T-Corn traded away Rob Gronkowski, Daryl Henderson, and a 7th round pick for next year in exchange for Antonio Gibson and Derek's 5th round pick for next year. And Derek traded away Chase Claypool, Antonio Gibson, and a 5th round pick for next year for Rob Gronkowski, Michael Gallup, and Miles Sanders, Miles Sanders and my 12th round pick for next year. Um, this is a fairly recent trade, so... Um, uh, it's, it's pretty much the same as what it was when I first covered it back in week eight. So, uh, I don't, you know, I'm not going to really go too much into it again, but I'd say that, um, both teams or all three teams involved benefit in some way. Obviously it, it kind of depends on, you know, if Miles Sanders gets healthy and plays well the rest of the season. Um, but you know. The players I got were Claypool and Henderson, who are both guys I could definitely start. And, I mean, Henderson's on a bye this week, but I believe... I Currently, I have Claypool in my lineup. And then uh, T-Corn, obviously, Antonio Gibson was on a bye last week, but I believe he's in his lineup for this week. And then, you know, Gronk has been playing well. He probably started for, for, for Derek um, since he got him. And then you got Michael Gallup, who did well last week. Um, I don't know if Derek started him. I think he did. And then obviously Miles Sanders, who um, is injured still. And then there's the picks involved. Derek got a 12th for a 5th, which obviously is not great. Um, you you know, good. Those, that's, that's, that's a good pick. But, you know, we got Miles Sanders out of it. So, and then T. Crunch traded away a 7th for a 5th, which obviously is an upgrade. And then I traded away a... Um, no, sorry. T. Crunch traded away... Yeah, 7th for a 5th. And then I traded away a 12th for a 7th. So both of us upgraded in terms of picks. Um, I don't know. It pretty much stays the same. And then uh, we're back to week 9. So the Emmanuel Sanders to Lincoln for TY. That one's more or less, I guess, a wash. And then um, TY helping and Wayne Gallman to Derek for Jamal. Um, you know, I'd said that favored... Derek or uh, um, long-term Adam, but you know this week for sure Derek. So those were the trades so far uh, this season. And um, just before we finish up here, I would just like to you know go by trades by managers just by just to have a little bit of a fun thing here at the end. Um, so zero trades were made have so far been made by Brian, Macy, Caleb, Sam, and Michael. State Farm made one. Colin has made two. T-Corn has made three, as well as Fiala and Adam. Lincoln has made four trades. I made five. Bruce has made seven trades. And the, obviously, team with the most trades so far this season is Derek with ten. Um, trade deadline is, I believe, week 13 for us. Uh, I'm sure there will be some more trades um, before the season ends, but um, I think it's just interesting looking back at all the trades that have happened so far, and it's quite a bit, actually, that are more or less washes just based off of teams not having those players anymore, or both players, or, you know, the players being involved in the trades kind of suck, or whatever, but yeah, I um, I guess that'll bring us to the end of the episode. Um, no one has really given me much feedback uh uh, when it comes to the episodes here, um, you know, it's whatever, but, uh, 
you know, I'm just going to keep doing this play, obviously, for the next couple weeks here. But, um, yeah, uh, that'll bring us to the end. So, with that, thank you, and thank you.